You are listening to Myth Behaving, a podcast with a little bit of attitude on the literary world. Won't you come Myth Behave with us? Hi, and welcome to Myth Behaving Podcast. This is episode number 30 of the Myth Behaving Podcast, and we're recording April the 6th, 2014. I'm Carla Clifton, and I am joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Mayor Wilson. Hey, Mayor, how are you today? I'm doing fabulous, Miss Carla. We have exciting news, and I'm going to go ahead and share it right here at the top of the show. Because we have opened up, my editor, Jen Ryan, and I have opened up a new small press, and we are now accepting submissions in fantasy, sci-fi, paranormal, paranormal romance, and horror. So I'll post that link up on our website later on. That is awesome. I, this is such exciting times for you guys. I mean, getting a new press off the ground and taking it off and go running with it, I think that is amazing. We're pretty excited about it. Anyway, hello listeners. Each myth-behaving show features a very special guest from the literary world. It could be a writer, publisher, agent, editor, or anyone else connected with the world of publishing. Plus, we have several special segments related to reading or writing. in the library of a myth behavior. That means it's time for something from the library of a myth behavior. Today I'm recommending Secrets to a Successful Blog Tour by Donna Huber. Blog tours are virtual online tours where an author will visit a bunch of different blogs and talk about their book. They usually have a giveaway connected with it. And in this book, Donna gives us fabulous insight on to how to get the most out of your blog tour. Well, that must mean our special guest today is Donna Huber. Welcome to the show, Donna, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We are very excited to have you. I'm especially excited. I had the pleasure of working with Donna on one of my blog tours in 2013, and she did an absolutely fabulous job. But Donna, one of the things that's that's so interesting about her is she... It's just such a, a font of wisdom for so many different topics in the indie publishing world, not just blog tours and not just authors, and but but into publicity, and it, it amazes me. I, I belong to uh, an author's group with Donna, and somebody will ask a question, and it'll be just, you think it's a question out of left field, and you sit there and you wait for somebody to answer, and Donna will answer, you know, really quickly with some some information that you're like, wow, I didn't know that. So she just knows all of this stuff. So I'm I'm really happy to have you here today, Donna. Uh first let's chat. Let's chat about your work as a publicist. You you did some work for E. L. James and Fifty Shades of Grey. How did you get into doing publicity and how did you land that particular gig? And uh share some of the highlights if you would with us. Well, it really was kind of an odd way, round away about that I got involved in doing publicity. I was part of a writing forum online that I read stories. People wrote them and I would read them and, you know, and they'd like do chapter by chapter. And so you would, you know, you got to know people all through the community. There was all kinds of boards and stuff so you could talk about your favorite stories. I was not a writer at all, just a reader. And, um, but then a couple of the authors, the couple of the writers there had decided, you know, they were trying, 
these people were really good writers. Some of these were very good writers, and they had tried to get published, and, you know, New York wasn't gonna, <laughs> didn't want them. And so a couple of the ladies that were part of the group decided, why not open our own publishing house? And they did, and they had mentioned it, and, you know, they had talked about getting editors and all this, and I was like, hey, you know, I just like being involved. If you, if our authors are interested in how to set up, you know, book to, um, book signings and, and events in their, that their libraries and things, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share what I know about setting up events, because I had already done that just through volunteer work I had done with local organizations. And they said, okay, and then they're like, well, why don't you do all of our publicity? And so I, a week before they were publishing their first three books, I started doing publicity for the first time for books. And it was very much a jumping with both feet. And then, Boy, that sounds it. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like, you know, no idea how indie published, you know, I had no contest in the indie publishing. I had no, you know, anything outside of my own community of, you know, even newspapers or anything. So, yeah, it was very much. And then, you know, a few months later, they had they signed E.L. James for her book. And so it landed on my desk, my virtual desk, because it was all, you know, online. What an yeah. amazing story. What were some of the highlights of, of working uh, publicity for Fifty Shades of Grey? Because, you know, it just went insane. So what yeah, were some that- of your highlights? <laughs> That pretty much sums it up that it was insane. Um, you know, I went from struggling to just get people to recognize, you know, no one knew who I was, nobody knew our publishing house, no one knew my authors. So it was just to this, everybody's contacting, going, hey, I want it on my blog, I want to interview her. And I was like, oh, so I mean, it was, it was an exciting time just to be involved in it. And just, you know, seeing how a book could go from basically conception to being a bestseller, and you know, you don't ever get the, you don't really get to see those behind the scenes when you're just the reader. So that was kind of an interesting time. I bet it was. Of truth and misery. Of Truth and Myth 3 is a segment where we take a commonly held publishing or writing belief and examine whether it's true or just another myth. Donna, feel free to answer this. Blogging is a great way for an author to get their name out there. Is that truth or is that a myth? It's, um, it, it can be. It's my, it can be a great way. So it, it can be a truth and it can be a, a falsehood. Would you care to explain? Um, well, it's like any other social media. You can you can set up a blog, but if you never blog, it's not going to get your name out there. Um, or if you don't blog regularly or do a good job of it, it's not going to help you. It's just like getting your book discovered. Getting a blog discovered is just as hard and maybe slightly harder because I mean, there's no there's no Amazon. There's no bookstore, you know, to say, hey, come look at all these things we're offering. Your blog is just out there and somebody has to find it. Great but answer. on the other hand, blogging is a great way for authors to get their name out there because readers get to know the author and once, you know, our online world makes us feel like we're all friends. So once they get to know the author and they get that, that friendship going, they're much more likely to be, you know, want to read that next book and and become a true fan. 
I, I love those points that you're making because it, it is so important. You, I, I love that you equate that to a book and that there is no Amazon for bloggers. You know, you're you're on your own. You're just out there going, hello, here I am. Come see my blog. And, you know, you, you it's all about networking and interacting, I think. And, and I think you make a really, really good point about that, Donna. Thank you for that. Yeah, a lot of people think, uh, you know, I, I hear it all the time. It's like, go blog. And they're like, okay. And they write this one blog post. And then maybe a month later, they write another one. And then they're like, well, nobody's reading me, so I'm giving up. And I'm like, well, if, if you had given up after a month on publishing your book, would you, ha- would, would you just stop? I mean, it's kind of the same thing. You can't just try it a couple of times and go, oh, this isn't working. It's something you have and, to work at every day. And it's a slow process, too. It's not, you don't just like put up a blog and instantly have 10 million yeah. readers. It doesn't work that way. It's oh. a very slow process. Yes. And some of that I learned from you, so I'm comfortable saying it. <laughs> yes, it is a slow process. It, and um, I mean, and it's like anything else, you have to network it. And once you start networking, you know, and if you already have your network, just like if you already have a network when you put out your first book, you're going to have better response. Well, talking about reading, building your audiences, let's talk about your life as a blogger. Um, you are the mastermind behind Girl Who Reads, which is an extremely popular blog. What got you yourself into blogging, and how did you build that audience? How did you get yourself to be so popular? Um, well, blo- my book blog was totally an experiment. I had, you know, blogging had become popular probably when I was in college anyways, and so I had tried a, c- a couple of times different blogs just because that's what people were doing, and they never stuck. But so I was really, when I started book blogging, I was like, yeah, this is just for me to, you know, at the time I was working as a marketing, the marketing director and I was like, well, I'm blogging to these people. I need to understand because I'm a hands-on learner. If I don't, you know, do it, I can read all day long, but if I don't really do it, I'll never really understand it. So I put up my blog. I read a great book. So I was like, well, I have a great book I want to tell people about anyways. So I'll do that. And then I'll figure out what bloggers are needing from, you know, so that when I contact them, I can give them the information. I can. I understand, you know, their time frames. I understand their needs. And then on the flip side, I was helping helping authors develop their own blogs, and so I needed to know just, you know, the technical side of blogging. But um, much to my surprise, my blog did become popular, and some of it's because I had a great network to start with, and they were all sharing it, and um, and then it, and it was it was just being. I built a name for myself on being an honest blogger, an honest book reviewer that, you know, I wasn't going to just say great things about a book because I was friends with somebody or, you know, I was very much, I'm going to give it a balanced view. And I think a lot of authors appreciated that. And I know the readers appreciated that. And so people started coming to me. And then one day I had a publicist from a big six. At that time, they were, there were six of them, um, contacted me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've made it to the big times kind of thing. And, yeah, it's kind of spiraled out of control. <laughs> well, congratulations on on all of it because you really have been absolutely brilliant at at how you've got everything put together and how it all connects with your with your reviews and your blog tour company and then of course your your books on tips. You know, it it all ties together and I think what you've done is really a recipe for success. So kudos on that. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, I think that's one thing I try to I try to keep very much my niche, and I think that some of the bloggers kind of go off point sometimes, and that because they'll just be like, "Well, I need to talk about everything to, to find what you know really connects to my readers," and I'm just like, "You know, you come in here for books. This is what you're going to get just about every time you come here. <laughs> you know, very few often it's very very rare that I'll post off topic of books and writing." Do you have specific genres that you stick to, or are you, you reviewing about everything? I'm a general book blogger, so I, I read just about anything. I will try almost any genre once. Um, the only thing I don't read is erotica, and a few, I don't read horror. I'm just a big wimp, and so and I have a very <laughs> vivid imagination. I can watch something scary a whole lot easier than I can read it. But I don't watch a lot of scary things either, but yeah. So yeah, those are. But I have a new review partner, and she reads horror. So now that that genre is going to be covered. Well, that that works out well. Yes. It's time for MythPrint tips and tricks of the industry. Well, it's time for another one of our special segments. MythPrint includes a basic tip concerning writing, marketing, or anything else to do with the industry. Donna, you have so much great info in your book. Could you share what you feel is the most important tips? Well, for, for blog tours in particular, one of the biggest things is giving enough time to planning. So many authors want to come into it and they go, oh, I published my book today. Tomorrow I'm going to start my tour. But I'm being facetious there. They're not quite that bad. But um, I do think, have several that... I've seen think that they can put together a tour in just a couple of weeks, and I can tell you from experience, you you can do it, but it's probably not going to go very well, and you're going to be so extremely stressed that you won't be able to enjoy it or um, benefit from it. And my other big tip is um, managing expectations. That especially when you're working, you know, it's your first book out. You have all the, you have really high expectations, and that's great. It's great to have those high hopes, but you do have to kind of realize that you're one of millions of books out there. And so, and just kind of dial it back a little bit and go, you know, what will I be happy with? What, you know, what, what's some immediate goals to have instead of I'm going to be the bestseller? That might be, you know, five, six years down the road, but, you know, today it might be I want to sell a book a week kind of thing. That's great advice. <laughs> That's really great advice. Your work includes so many different aspects. What do you love most about what you do, Donna? I think it's the variety. I, I'm not one of the people that, um, that just does the same thing over and over and over again. I like to be able to bounce around to things. Um, and so, but I really enjoyed just the community. That, I, that, I've, that I've met, um, both the bloggers, I mean, that's what's kept me blogging, is this the all the others that I've met, and then, you know, talking to new authors is just great. You, you know, to hear those high hopes and that the excitement they have about, you know, their first in, their first foray into publishing. And so, you know, it's just, it's just an exciting time to be involved in writing and publishing. Well, is there anything about your work you don't like? Unreasonable authors there now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been very, very blessed that, um, I mean, we've all heard the drama that goes on in the publishing world, I'm sure. And I've been very, very blessed to stay out of all that, that um, I've worked with great authors. And so, um, really, there's not much that I don't like. I, 
I was telling um, Mayor before we got started that I don't really want to run my own business because it's all the behind the scenes, you know, the bookkeeping and just record keeping stuff that I just don't want to do. I just want to be out there talking to people about books. You want to do the fun stuff. I don't blame you a bit. <laughs> yep. But with all of these different things that you do as a publicist, why publish a book? Why not keep that info as a consultant? And I'm talking about you yourself publishing your book, not ge- yeah. generically out right. there. But right. why why did you do that? Why did you choose to, to share your your knowledge? Because there's only one me. And, I, <laughs> and there's so many authors. But um, instead of it, it really is. It's, I like to be helpful. And I... I do I'm my publicity business and all that I do on the side. I, mean, I offered to be a volunteer when when we first got started with this, and it's just you know gradually it's become you know it's nice to be paid for it too. But um, but you know there's I keep the same things over and over. I realized to you know authors, and I was like maybe if I just had a book, I could you know cut out some of this. I have to explain this to you, and I've already done this to five other authors this week, and so and then I'm a, I'm a big do-it-yourselfer. I built I built a bookcase this week. So um, I understand the authors that don't want to have to pay, you know, the hundred dollars or more for a tour. That are very much can do it themselves with just a little bit of guidance. And so I had already published, I already put all this information on my blog for free. And so I just put it together in an organized manner and was like, "Can you give me just a little bit of money for it?" <laughs> That's all. I mean, I mostly just want to get the information out there. What a great answer. I just keep saying that because you are coming up with such unique things. I mean, I know you've put it out there and, and I know that, you know, just documenting it into a book form that is so helpful. I mean, it really, really is. Yeah. I wrote like the, the main post that like the book is based on. I wrote it almost, I guess now almost two years ago, but at the time when I had written it a year prior to publishing my book, and I had so many people saying, Anna, why don't you write a book? Because I just need this as a reference, you know, because it is hard to find, the, go back and find these links and this information. And so I just, you know, I had a lot of encouragement to put, the, put it out there in book form. Oh, great job. Well, and we're glad you did. We were <laughs> really glad you did. Absolutely. Well, authors work in so many different ways. Are you an author that is a planner, an outliner, by making extensive notes, or are you a pantser flying by the seat of your pants and letting your book just go wherever it will? Um, I'm kind of an in-between. If you read my tips post, it looks like I'm a very much of an outliner, and I am. But when I go to sit down to write a blog post, it's just whatever comes out of my head. You know, and then, you know, but, um, but so that's how my blog posts are, is sort of kind of flying by the pants of my, the seat of my pants. But, um, but they're in outline form. And so it's more like I, I'm writing, I just keep expanding on my outline until I have a full book. Does that make sense? It does. It makes perfect sense. So, yeah. I'm so I was always good with note cards. <laughs> Note cards are, are note cards are good. Note cards are really good. So, what's next for you? Do you have any more books in the wings? Uh, big tours planned. Where 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 are you going from here? What is your next big project? Um, I do have another book that all the information is already on my blog, and so people can go see it. But um, it's going to be about media kits and kind of playing with that with some with some marketing plan information as well. And it's just whenever I find time, pretty much, I wrote the first book, I, that was in quote, wrote, 
because it was already written. But I put it together in a weekend. And so I'm just kind of waiting for that weekend that I have no other plans, and I'm going to put it all together and get it out. What an awesome idea, because I can tell you uh, firsthand that getting, you know, because I, I put a lot of authors up on my blog with um, interviews and book blasts and cover reveals and things like that. And the media kits I get in sometimes, I I shake my head. So I you am going to... media kits? I don't even get media kits half the time. Well, I, I'm being generous here. <laughs> I send out media kits. But um, I do get I get them from... You know, it's really funny because you'd always tell anybody who's who's got at least one book out because all the media kits are there, the links are there, everything's there and organized. But um, if if they haven't, if this is their first, first book and they haven't had any PR background at all, it, they don't know what to do. And your this new book coming out, this I am going to be, I may want to link this on my blog just so that uh, people can go find that book because I think that is a very needed book. Yeah, I have a lot of authors, there. they come to me, and that's one, one, what the authors that I do true publicity for, not the tours or anything, but when they come to me to do true publicity, the first thing I usually set up for them is a media kit. Because it's so much easier to do your publicity with that media kit. Oh, yeah, it is. And mine is constantly changing, too, and I think yeah. that's the other thing, is, is you have to know that, okay, you wrote this bio three books ago, you probably want to update it, you yeah. know, you, yeah, you want to get... My the, debut novel, and it's been three years, and 12 books later, that's a little outdated. Well, well Donna, we've seen a lot of changes in the industry just in the last couple of years. How do you feel those changes have impacted your own work, and how do you feel about those changes? Uh, without the changes, I wouldn't even be doing this. I mean, it's because of the indie movement that I got into publicity and, you know, started blogging. Because I do read traditionally published authors just as much as I do indie authors. But uh, most of my authors that appear on my blog, though, probably are indie authors. Um, just because I guess maybe they have more time or they need more publicity, which is definitely true. But um, and so I'm all for, as a reader, I'm all for the changes that just giving me more options, and I, I'm one of those, it was very hard when I wrote my review policy to say what I, what kind of, what genres I read, because I realized I kind of read across genres, so I like that in the indie industry, in the indie, you know, indie publishing, you don't have to be truly sci-fi, you don't have to be truly fantasy, you can mix and match and bend the lines, and I like that as a reader. I like that answer too. The myth number is. And now it's time for myth number, our word or phrase for the day. Today's phrase is blogger. How important is it for a blog to not only have great content, but to have great presentation? It's pretty important. I mean, it's, it's like if you have a bad book cover. How how likely is your book going to be picked up? It's the same with, you know, if I go to a blog and all I see are flashing ads or, oh, my gosh, autoplay music and videos. Oh, I just cringe at that. I, I'm, I'm not immediately going to go away. So, yeah, making it look nice or this, you know, I have real trouble reading dark backgrounds with light-colored print. So 
oftentimes those blogs I don't get I don't read very often just because it makes my head hurt. So very much important to have a nice looking, clean looking blog to go along with great content. That's a good point. Well, everyone has their own personal myths. Things a lot of people think about us that may or may not be true, their own personal myth behaviors. What myth behavior do people believe about you that is absolutely not true? That I'm extra. I'm sure I recognize I'm very outgoing in my real life. I even had a publicist that I that we talk on the phone. She's in New York, and we'd always emailed. And one day we had a phone call, and she went, "Wow, well, sound anything that I had pictured, but you have like cheerier voice, like." No, what is, this is a professional phone call, so of course I'm going to be professional in it. But, um, you know, I'm really very much an introvert that can bring out that side of me. I can play the role for a while, but then I'm going to retreat back to my books. Okay, so Donna, what misbehavior do people believe about you that really is true? That I am a nice person, and that sounds so conceited to say because... But I really like helping people. I I don't have any alternative motives when I put out, you know, when I'm telling people, you know, giving advice. And, and you know, that was really a struggle that when I started doing tours and publicity and asking people to pay me, I was like, well, you know, I really just want to help you. But, you know, my time is valuable and it does, you know, there's a balance to, to it. But, yeah, I think that, you know, people... And I, I would agree with that because I, I think you're really nice too. So, so I, I can say from my own personal interactions with you for like go almost a year now, uh, that, uh, that absolutely you are nice. Thank you. And that's an excellent quality to have, I might add. Thanks. Well, Donna, that's the end of our show. Thank you so much for being our guest. We appreciate all the information and everything you've shared with us. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, and we also appreciate you taking your time to be with us today. And I know because you're a nice person that you did it. But I think you've given us so much great information. So once again, thank you for doing that. Thank you. It was a great time. All right, remember everyone, you can go to MythBehaving.com for more information on Donna Huber and links to her book and her blog. You can also read her bio and find links to her social media. And don't forget that you can download this episode on iTunes or listen to it right on the MythBehaving.com website. And don't forget to please take a moment to leave us a positive feedback on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on iTunes too and never miss an episode. Well, thanks again for tuning in to Myth Behaving. We'll see you again next time. Until then, I'm Carla. And I'm Mare. And we are Myth Behaving, where reality meets fantasy. See you soon. <laughs>